Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. You'll get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. What's up and welcome to the Hashtag Lakers podcast presented by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Yo Legazzo and I'm joined by my brother John Webb Legazzo and we also have McKay Westbrook uh, here with us today. So guys, before we start, um, we want to give uh, credit where credit's due, right? And uh, take the time to first congratulate the Milwaukee Bucks for winning this year's championship. Um, I think we held the the title, the the crown for like nine months 10 months maybe (laughs) (laughs) nine months maybe eight months um kind of a awkward weird uh season right um just year but um man congratulations to the bucks uh me having lived in in milwaukee for three years i think uh seeing a lot of stuff going there i was there during the 2016 milwaukee riots that kind of upended milwaukee in the city so um I saw they had the parade today and I, you know, had to celebrate with them vicariously uh, while I'm working here. And the whole city probably took the day off and had their, the parade, but um, man, happy, happy for Giannis too, man. He, he really fulfilled Kobe's last challenge for him uh, to, to win the championship. But man, let, let me, let me give this time to you guys to, to give some props for, for the Milwaukee Bucks. Absolutely. I mean, Jonas deserved it. He's uh, been an amazing competitor um, for the last, you know, multiple years. He's had a pair of MVP runs and uh, defensive player of the year. Uh, He's just an incredible player. And to see him, especially in this last game, go and put the rest of his team on his back and be able to carry with you know, one of the greatest finals performances that, that we've ever seen, um, 50 points, I think 14 rebounds, five blocks. What an incredible game. He deserved it. He went out and got it. Um, they've been searching for this for the last few years. Um, I know I've said in the past that it would be cool to see the Suns uh, win it because they beat the Lakers this year, but Hey, the, the bucks deserved it. They went out there, they competed hard, even with a 2-0 deficit, they went and got four games straight. Props to them. Yeah, I picked the Suns to win. Uh, I have to eat my prediction and give kudos and props when it's due. The Bucks did it. Giannis did it. Uh, there was some good basketball, some dominant basketball in that series. Series uh, 50 years, like you mentioned, since the Bucks last championship. And Giannis dropped the point for each of those years. So, uh, knuck if you buck. Yeah, man, dude, I, I I'm so happy for Giannis, dude. The just the journey that he uh, he had uh, when I was in Milwaukee, he was just 
um, I say scrawny, but he still had some muscle, you know, and he was, he was still, he was still tall and, and big and athletic. But when I was there, man, that, I mean, that, he, Jabari Parker was the biggest thing in Milwaukee Bucks and Middleton and Giannis were up and coming. So I'm happy for the city because they, they did it with, with uh, those two uh, quote unquote homegrown players. Right. And, and took the, took it all the way and won this year's championship. But Matt, look, I want to, I want to, take a pause there and, and then quickly pivot to, to, to the Lakers. Right. Cause I want to have a discussion about um, specifically what the Lakers can, can learn from, from the Bucks team this year. And in terms of the roster roster construction next season, um, I know aside from Giannis, um, you know, what, what was the other thing that was going for Milwaukee that, they took advantage of right and for me i think it was the two guards in in drew holiday and, and chris milton um when i think about that i compare and contrast that with with the sun's cp3 and De- devin booker and then obviously us we had schroeder and and, and kcp who uh, both teams have more or less smaller guards than than uh you know than drew holiday and and, and chris milton um so you know, I, I kind of want to get your, your your thoughts on this uh, um, and and see where where this heads. Um, you know, what, what do we want to to try and find bigger guards this off season? Is that is that the lesson that we need to take from from the Bucks this season? Just because they were bigger and, and stronger, more athletic than any of the teams that they faced. I think you know. First off, uh, shout out to Monty Williams. What a classic coach to go into the winning side's locker room while they're celebrating confetti, wine, and just congratulate them on a great series. Um, you know, saying the Bucks made Monty a better coach, hats, hats off to him, really. Um, really, people are going to say that the Suns beat themselves, but I think the Bucks' defensive commitment to stopping the pick and roll was was really the, the key. Um, the defensive intensity and the focus on, on those sets. And... I think that's what the Lakers should should emulate is to get back to that winning defense. You know, you, they the Bucks have these these guys, right? Giannis, Tucker, Portis, who are high engine guys who can make those switches. I think for us to compete next year, we need to be able to find bigs and and guards. You know, those big combo guards that you're talking about that can compete in those switches. And, and really mask each other's uh, deficiencies there. I want to talk about that for a little bit. Sorry about that, McKay. But like defensively, like you were talking about the, to compete between for those against those switches, right? Uh, I think I think about our, our series with the Suns, right? Where the Suns really punished us for having those two smaller guards and Dennis Schroeder and KCP. Um, and they basically forced the switch, right? With eight and oftentimes. Um, and it resulted in a possession where Schroeder or KCP had to defend eight down low. And obviously um, they were no match for, for eight in size and, and physicality, his athleticism. And they took advantage of that. The Suns took advantage of that. I don't know how many times they did that in the series because there is too many. And, and I feel like um, we just got smaller this season with, with that lineup last season, when we think about the 2020 championship Lakers, um, I guess two seasons before, because last season was this season now, 
right? We had we had Danny Green and KCP. Danny Green's like six six, and he's big, right? He's a big guard. So I, I think it was okay to to have a, a smaller guard like KCP and then Danny Green or or Bradley and Danny Green followed up with Alex Crusoe. But having two smaller guards like like Schroeder, especially he's six one, uh, kind of you know still athletic but scrawny, right? And then KCP. I mean, I think I think that was. Uh, defensively, it didn't work out. I think what the for me the Bucks showed me is that they had taller, bigger guards, and that was one of the key elements to how they, you know, won the championship, their title run, and how they beat the Phoenix Suns. You know, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that that um, the the Suns kind of took advantage of us in that way because I saw, especially in Game Six of the Finals. Um, that the Milwaukee Bucks did the exact same thing to the Suns. I saw, um, you know, the uh, Chris Paul on on John his multiple times, and you know he was getting back down, and they they were able to make those switches, and um, and so that was really how they were able to take advantage. Um, I know a lot of people thought that the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I guess style of play was not up to current NBA standards in terms of what it's turned into with um, kind of a smaller lineup and, and less emphasis on the big man. Um, I think that was a lot of why people thought that they couldn't take it all. Um, And Jonas really proved him wrong this year. Um, I think to a degree, you know, we're trying to, we look at all these things we want to max out our, our 2k settings, you know, we want to have max height, max, uh, shooting availability, right. uh, uh, yeah. shooting percentage, you know, I mean, you know, there's going to be some things that we got to uh, pick and choose, but, um, looking at some of our options that we're considering in terms of bigger guards, you look at somebody like Lonzo ball, who's a great defender. Um, I was very yeah. impressed with his stint with the Lakers and his ability to defend. Um, he got a lot of flack of course for his shooting, um, but he did everything else very well. His passing ability, his um, ability on the defensive end was great. And um, so for, for reasons like that, I absolutely think that that could be a big advantage. You know, I watched Chris Middleton um, this last or uh, during the playoffs uh, toast people like crazy. You know, he didn't have problems getting up and shooting over people. Um, even when Devin Booker was on him, you know, the, the smaller guard. Uh, so that that absolutely could be um, part of the solution. Um, I I think uh, defensive capability can at times be a determining factor, uh, especially when you know these guards are forced into these unfavorable matchups. It's definitely a little bit better if they're toe to toe, a little closer in size. Um, is that necessarily what we need? Um, you know, I, I guess we'll see this. It, it, it's hard mm-hmm. to say. Um, I don't want to take anything away from the Bucks this year. Um, but obviously, this playoffs uh, had a lot of injuries. It was very injury stricken to a lot of teams. Who knows what would have happened if, if everybody was um, healthy. Uh, it's, you know, you're never going to have the ultimate ideal situation in any given playoffs, but, um, this one was particularly, uh, injury ridden. Um, 
but you know, hard, kind of, kind of hard to say. Um, I, I wouldn't mind getting somebody like Lonzo back to, to have a good defensive anchor in the backcourt. And that could absolutely be a difference maker on a bigger guard, um, on, on the, the perimeter or defending a bigger man underneath. Yeah. And really it's funny. Cause you mentioned the, the big man, you know, Giannis proved it. I think the Lakers proved it last year too, with, you know, AD and LeBron, yep. uh, the big man is still part of the NBA game today. And really, if you look at the series, it was based on which big three would be the most consistent this, despite the defensive adjustments, the play calling or the injuries, the Sun CP3, Booker, Ayton, or Giannis, Middleton, and Drew of the of the Bucks, right? Honestly, I you know I think the Lakers need to stay with their game plan this offseason, and and that was three three things, right? And Rob Polinka alluded to that. Uh, number one, find that secondary playmaker, whether it's through the draft, free agency, or sign and trade. The last option is is more of you know. I wouldn't do it, right? The the sign and trade thing because it would trigger that hard cap for us, um, and it'd be hard to fill those positions unless you're you're going to get a lot of those veterans, you know, veteran min, minimum deals. Who knows? Um, you know, find more consistent and reliable shooting. Um, and you mentioned it, uh, McKay. I think Alonzo would be up there, like the highest priority for me. You know, players like CP3, Mike Conley, Lowry, you know, Westbrook. Fit this, Westbrook, yeah, fit this mold. <laughs> They fit this mold, but it it does require us to do that sign and trade type stuff. You know, is is Westbrook the answer? I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know man. But he he did average a triple double last season. <laughs> and again, look, he's a bigger, taller guard, right? Uh, when when Kay, you were talking about Chris Middleton um, and how he was able to just pull up and have so much space. Uh, uh, and so much, you know, air between him and the other guards to shoot over him. And uh, just because he was taller and bigger. Um, and that also goes with like the passing. I saw so many times when, when the Suns had, uh, you know, put a double team on him and Chris Middleton just simply passed it over. He was taller than any of the other two guards that were, were, were double teaming him. And so um, it was easy. It was easy, and 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 oftentimes it made it uh, easy for for Giannis or or someone to be to be open um, because of that. So I, I don't know. I think I think we need uh, going with Lonzo. He's a bigger, taller guard, and he's a playmaker. Westbrook is a bigger, taller guard. He's a playmaker as well. Um, I mean, I know everybody uh, uh, bags on him because of his his bricks, right? But I, I think. For me, I think I think Westbrook would be a great addition. I don't know about giving the, the report said that um, it had to, to involve Dennis Schroeder, Kyle Kuzma, and Talon Horton Tucker. That was a recent report about a potential sign and trade with with uh, Russell Westbrook, but we'll see about that. Uh, I just know that I, I do know that the Lakers just offered THT uh, a qualifying offer to to keep him. So um, THT might be staying for a while or. He might be getting traded, uh, a sign and trade kind of thing, but who knows? Yeah, there's value in having big guards, but the more important thing for the Lakers this this offseason really is to get that secondary playmaker followed closely, right, by consistent outside shooting. And Lonzo has always been a playmaker, 
but the last two years he's really improved his shooting i think you know he's, he's shooting what 40 percent from the three i think i think it was like 37 38 percent from yeah from three-point line crazy close enough close enough that's better than when he was with the lakers that's better than kuzma ouch all right shots fired hey it's it's one of those things i i mean you know the the numbers don't lie um i as much as um people bag on on lonzo and you know some people think he had his chance and don't want to have him back i think he could be great um if he's got that that mentality that he's ready to come in and prove the haters wrong and not shy underneath the the bright lights of la um if he's ready to come in and and do that and have a second chance with us that would be great um Westbrook, I, you know, I, I think that that could potentially be um, a great piece for us. Um, he's an absolute killer. Uh, he's hungry. You know, he's getting later into his career. And I think he's starting to realize that, hey, if I want to get a ring, like, I got to do it here soon. Um, in terms of what is being asked for him, I don't know that it's necessarily too much. You know, for, I mean, for a big name player like Westbrook, if he can continue to produce the, the way he's, he's done, um, that could be the piece that we need. Um, Taylor Horton Tucker, I know we see the potential in him and what he can be. Um, LeBron's not going to be here too many more years. Uh, I, I don't think um, the time to win is now. Got to get it done now um, with Russell Westbrook. The odds are, I would think, almost certainly higher than with somebody like THT. Um, just just thinking that uh, Schroeder and, and Kuzma were probably already going to be on their their way out. Um, that that's kind of the, kind of the way that I'm weighing it in my mind. That that those two were already probably in plans to be shipped out and Taylor Horton Tucker is kind of that X factor, the, the determining factor, whether or not we want to go forward with, with a deal of that magnitude. Um, you know, if not, I would love to see THT continue to grow and develop with the Lakers. Um, I think he's going to be an absolute stud. He already is. Um, but very exciting, exciting, uh, rumors for, for the Lakers for this next season. For sure, for sure. All right, guys, man, we're, we're going to go take a, a quick break here. And, and when we come back, um, we're going to uh, leave this discussion behind. We're going to talk and focus on uh, on the NBA draft. It's coming up this next week. So we're going to talk about who are uh, who's, uh, the, the, the media talking about who that the Lakers might pick up on the, with our 22nd pick. And then, um, yeah, and then we'll go from there. But uh, guys, we'll talk to you guys soon. Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. I'm here with McKay and John Webb. Um, so draft night is next Thursday, July 29th. Uh, Lakers have the 22nd pick. Guys, what do you think of 
the current draft projections that major media outlets are are saying that the Lakers might pick up. Uh, I'm going to list them here. Um, and then um, we'll let's let's have a discussion on them and then maybe we'll also have a discussion on what you want, who you want to the Lakers to pick that might be uh, more realistic. Um, so Sports Illustrated and and USA Today, they picked uh, Cameron Thomas uh, from LSU. He's 6'4", and he's 19. He's a freshman. Um, we also have CBS Sports and Bleacher Report picking Jared Butler from Baylor. Baylor, if, if you guys don't recall, won the championship this year, the NCAA championship this year. Uh, he's a guard as well, a 6'3". Um, SB Nation, uh, they have Bones Highland. They, they pick Bones Highland, um, and he's from VCU. He's a guard as well, uh, 6'3". Uh, and then we have the Athletic and then a, a Net Scout Basketball picking Ayo uh, Dosunma. I think that's how you say his last name, Dosunmu. Um, he's a junior. He's a bit older than the rest of the guys that uh, had said before. And he's a bit taller. He's 6'5", and he's from the University of Illinois. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's also a report that came out this today that uh, other teams around the league reportedly reportedly think that the Lakers gave a promise to Oregon's Chris Duarte. He's 24. He's native of Dominican Republic. And yeah, he's uh, he's six six. He's 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 a bigger guy. He's he's bigger. He's a wing player. So uh, definitely different from from the rest of these guards. Um, so what do you guys think about those? Uh, uh, the draft projections and also the report about Chris, Chris Duarte. What do you think about these guys? I mean, so uh, there, there's definitely a trend in, in what we're seeing and every single one of these picks mm -hmm. is, is a guard. So we're obviously looking for, for something out in the backcourt. Um, I think, uh, you know, we want to have one of those guys that is going to be um, a reliable pull-up shooter um we want to have somebody that when when lebron james and anthony davis get down in deep we've got somebody to kick out to and you know you see um i i feel like um with these championship level teams that is the kind of area of expertise um if you will where mm -hmm. a rookie can come in and really have um major contribution um, for that reason, I could see the Lakers picking up somebody like uh, Jared Butler, who, like you said, Yoa just got off of a um, championship run in in college. Um, he's got that confidence coming off of off of that run, um, and and being part of that championship mentality, that championship culture. I think could be extremely beneficial for for the Lakers, even though he's coming in as a rookie. Um, I, in, in my opinion, that, that I think is kind of the goal that I'm, I'm looking for. Um, you know, you, you think of these people, these people like, um, is it Robinson for, uh, for the heat who, who can, right. Who has been an absolute game changer for them. You know, he's, uh, been an incredible shooter and he almost kind of came out of nowhere. Um, 
And I, I feel like mm-hmm. that's, that's a spot where we could find some major improvement. Um, we need some help with, with our three game. And I, I would love to see any of these guys that, that can come improve that, uh, join our squad and be a difference maker. Yeah, McKay, and to your point, you know, a name pops up in my mind and one that we discussed, you know, Desmond Bain, right, from from the Grizzlies. Uh, last year, we talked about him in the pod and wanted to draft him. And guess what? He was a, you know, three-point shooting master <laughs> this past season. Yeah. Um, for this year, I kind of want to see the same thing, you know. Uh, for me, I would look for that secondary playmaker in free agency or via trade I would want a veteran or established guard who's who's seen and played in NBA games running point when LeBron is off the court during but during the draft, you know, the first round, I would find, like McKay mentioned, that reliable three level scorer or someone who's shooting forty percent from the three. Um, you know, from the list that you you gave, I, I would definitely go for for Jared Butler there. You know, he was shot forty two percent. But I think what's underrated about him too is he's a playmaker. The dude can create his own shot and he can pass the ball. So if he falls down to number 22, I would definitely get him. Um, You know, I know we worked out Corey Crispert uh, from Gonzaga, but I don't think he's falling down to 22. He's way too good. Um, But maybe someone like Trey Mann from Florida, Um, you know, Chris Duarte from Oregon, you mentioned it. Um, Yeah, he's good, man. Yeah, he's he's good. Yeah, Chris Duarte is is good. Maybe if Trey Murphy, uh, you know, falls all the way too down good. to twenty-two, he's too that, good. Well, we'll see. Maybe, maybe. he's a wing man. Yeah, um, but you know, let's let's talk about this a little bit. If the twenty-second pick is packaged for a trade, right? I'm still Better. buying. I'm still buying a second-round pick because this is a deep, deep guard draft. Um, you know, you you mentioned uh, Io the Sunmu, right? I mean, he's he's projected for the most part in the second round. Um, you know, I, I'd buy, I'd buy a second round pick, maybe two, if we can if we can swing it. <laughs> um, you know, get get someone like uh, Joe Weiskamp from from Iowa, right? Just that spot up shooter, Josh Christopher from Arizona State. Um, but maybe, you know, if the if that twenty second round pick isn't packaged, I'll pick up a shooter in the first round, and I'll pick up a center in the second round um you know we worked out uh you mentioned it a couple episodes back but uh Kata, right from uh from utah utah state um he'd be good or maybe charles bassey from western kentucky um who else um olivier sar uh from kentucky as well deserves a long look so i don't know there's there's a lot of options it's a deep deep uh draft for guards and there could be there could be someone there could be someone for us yeah for sure i think i think uh, i think you're right that um it it it's totally possible that we we trade off the 22nd pick um and especially if we're going to get someone like we're going to go for someone like Westbrook or Kyle Lowry or some right. some 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 star out there that wants to leave their current situation maybe even Damian Lillard that and we needed somehow trade the number twenty second pick and a few other assets like Kyle Kuzma and Dennis all day. Schroeder. right for Dame Lillard anything all man. day <laughs> sell the farm 
<laughs> um, but but I mean, who knows? Maybe the, the Lakers will keep their 22nd pick. Maybe they won't find a, a trade partner after all. Um, I I'd like to I'd like them to, to get Jared Butler if, if he if he ends up uh being uh, still available. I mean, he's mm-hmm. one of the uh, one of the great guards out there in, in, in the in the draft class right now. I he I mean just because of his championship experience with uh with uh with Baylor against Gonzaga of all of all of all um uh teams uh, he scored 22 points uh had seven assists in that win against Gonzaga um I mean he's shooting what you said 42 percent from deep that's exactly what yeah. we need a spot up shooter and he has high uh, basketball IQ um, but a lot of people talk about his, his, his offensive game, but I think he's, he's a good enough defender as well to, to hold his own. Um, Chris Duarte is another person that, or, um, the, that I would like, cause he's a wing player. He's six, six. Um, and, uh, he shot 42% today. Uh, yep. Also, also, also 42%, <laughs> 42% shot 81% of his free throws. McKay, you, you are a lover of free throw percentages for, for any person. Um, and he's also a, a great perimeter defender. I mean, he's a wing defender. So they, they are one of the most valuable types of players out there right now. Um, those wing players. So I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot of um, interest in him and I'm not surprised that if, if the Lakers did promise to give him, then um, I'm not surprised if the Lakers do pick him. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, I trust the Lakers scouting department to do their thing. This scouting team has been nothing but consistent. You can see those seeds across the NBA flowering and doing their thing for their respective teams. Yeah, absolutely. Every every player um, that the Lakers draft tends to to explode, at least, you know, whoever we've drafted in the past, you know, five, six years. um, They've done well for every team, even even the picks that, you know, we haven't really given a ton of playing time, like, you know, Thomas Bryant, Mo Wagner come to mind. They've gone on and um, played great roles for other teams. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I think, uh, I, I think um, we can't go wrong with, with the group that we have. The question is whether or not that pick will get any kind of playing time with the roster we're trying to develop. It's, it can be difficult for a rookie to break through onto a championship contending team. Um, so, so we'll see. Um, they may hold the most value in, in a trade, like Yoa said. Um, I think we're going to try and get another high profile player this um this off season, whether it be any of those people that we mentioned, somebody like DeMar DeRozan. Um, I absolutely hope that we can go out and get, get one of these players. And, you know, if we've got to sacrifice some of these pieces for it, by all means. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I, I, it's a week away. It's kind of crazy that it's, it's so close. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. What happens with the with the with the twenty second pick if it gets traded away? If we end up drafting someone, um, all right, that does it for today, guys. Um, 
Guys, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many other listening platforms. Do us a favor and head on over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and give us a five-star review. We'd appreciate the follows and all the reviews. It'll help us continue to produce this show. You can also follow us on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod and on Instagram at hashtag Lakers. Guys, with that said, have a great day. Root for the Lakers, and we'll talk to you guys next time. In the Admiral refrigerator, the doors closed, the lights out. Butter's getting hard, the eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.